0: Are you ready to know your worth and identity in the body of Christ? Are you ready for kingdom conversations with kingdom people? Welcome to the Recovery to Recovered podcast. I'm your host, Caleb McCall, and I will be guiding you through the word with preaching and teaching and empower you to know who you are in Christ Jesus. Peter Mark chapter 11, starting in verse 12. Turn over there. We're going to go 12 through 14, and then we're going to skip down to verse 20. Mark chapter 11. You know, we're coming out of the Easter season and I preached on the triumphant entry a couple of weeks ago. Last week I preached on the blood of Jesus and it's crazy, I've circled all the way back around here again because this happens on the next day of his triumphant entry. Would you stand with me for the reading of God's Word today? It is our custom here at the church. We honor the Word of God. The Bible says here, On the next day when they had left Bethany, he became hungry. Seeing at a distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to see if perhaps there was anything on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. Watch this. For it was not the season for figs. And he said to it, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples were listening. Skip down to verse 20 there. And they were passing by in the morning and they saw the fig tree withered up by the roots. Mm. Pay attention to that word roots. Being reminded, Peter said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered. And Jesus answered saying to them, have faith in God. Next verse. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he says is going to happen, it will be granted to him. Therefore I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them and they will be granted to you. Jesus. Father, over the next couple of moments, I pray that you would anoint me to preach your word. Jesus put an anointing on me to be able to communicate this with your people in a loving and a caring way because Jesus we got to focus on your presence because if we're in your presence and we're connected to your vine there's no season there's no trial there's no tribulation there is no time in our life that we cannot produce fruit for the kingdom of God Lord we honor you and we give you the glory in this place. It's in the name of Jesus that I pray. And the church said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So before we get started, I need to establish something. And like I said earlier, I've entitled the message, Produce Fruit in Any Season. And that can be a little bit confusing, right? Because you might be saying, Caleb, isn't there certain seasons for certain things? And isn't there certain times for certain things? And well, Pastor Caleb, isn't it biblical to have seasons and to go through peaks and to go through valleys and trials and tribulations? And yes, that is true, but we have missed the fact that there is no season wet or dry that you cannot produce fruit for the kingdom of God if you are staying in his presence. I'm going to preach that here in a minute, but first let's establish the fact that there is seasons, and we do go through peaks and valleys, and I need to establish you in that so that we can fully understand what it is that I'm trying to say, and if you can turn over to Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8, you can either turn over there, I'm going to read it. I forgot to give that one to Laura, but the Bible says this, there is an appointed time for everything, and there is... A time for every matter that is under heaven. There's a time to give birth and there is a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. This Old Testament right here, though, y'all, y'all don't go killing nobody. <laughs> time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to throw stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to shun. Embracing a time to search and a time to give up what is lost. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear apart and a time to sew together. A time to be silent And a time to speak. Boy, we need to hear that one today, don't we? In our our culture and in our customs. Everybody always got something to say. But the Bible said there's a time for that. But there's also a time to be quiet. Amen? There's a time to be silent and a time to speak. There is a time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. Do you see the picture that the Bible and the Word of God is, is portraying to us today? There is a time for anything and everything under the sun and this establishes seasons. God has established seasons in the earth, not only physically but spiritually, right? And he also sets up seasons for governments and kingdoms. Amen. Daniel 2:21, he and he changeth the times and the seasons. Watch this. He removeth kings and setteth up kings and giveth wisdom unto the wise, and knowledge to them that know understanding. So, watch this. You know that the Lord is the one who sets up governments and kings, and he gives them wisdom and knowledge, and can also take it away. If you ever read the book of Daniel, and you read the book of Ezra, you'll find this All throughout it, and it's easy to see these things. And we read in Romans 13, and we see that all authority and government is established by God. I'm gonna help the church today. I almost preached on this in this relationship series when it came to government and authority, and kings and presidents and kingdoms. By the way, presidents it's the same thing as a king, right? According to the word of God, it is leadership. And some of y'all might be saying, oh, well, pastor, that's Old Testament. That's Daniel. Well, uh, I got some other scripture for you that I can help break you down. That's Romans 13. Watch Everyone must submit to governing authorities for all authority. What comes from God? And those in positions in authority have been placed there by God. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and they will be punished. Let me help the church this morning. Do you understand that a king or a president, they are simply a pawn in the hand of God? Y'all ain't saying nothing this morning. The president of the United States is simply a pawn in the hand of God. God has instituted and put him there, and he is going to use him to accomplish his agenda in the earth, whether we like it or not, whether you vote it or not. God's going to figure out a way to get his agenda to happen in the in the earth. And the sooner that we realize that us Christians could quit arguing and bickering about who's in office and just do our part and vote biblical principles. Oh, because if we'll just do our part and vote biblical principles, we can be at peace with the results at the end of it. Because guess what? God's got this thing. God isn't up in heaven shaking in his boots wondering what's going to happen with who's in presidency and what's going to happen with the United Nations and this. They are simply a tool in God's hand, every single one of them. They flesh and bone just like you and me. They are simply a tool in God's hand to accomplish his king. You see, we're talking about seasons and stuff. What if God is setting us up for the season by putting wicked people in office and wicked people in place? 'Cause it ain't gonna get better before He shows up. Oh, if we'd read our Bible, we'd understand this stuff. Oh, if we would read our Bible, we would understand this stuff. It gets as in the days of Noah. It will be when the Son of Man comes. We got to stop bickering and arguing over politics and just do our part. Just do, just vote biblical, be biblical, live biblical, talk biblical, talk kingdom, live kingdom, and God will handle the rest. Come on, somebody. All right. Now that I've got on my politic kick, let me move on. He established and set up earthly seasons, Psalms 104, 19. He appointed the moon for seasons the sun knoweth is going up and going down. Genesis 1.14, and God said, let there be lights in the firmament and in the heaven to divide the night and the day, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. So do we see that this morning, church? Everybody see that this morning. God has set up times, and he has set up seasons. He has set up governments. He set up kingdoms. He sets up things for seasons, and God has appointed times and seasons and government in the earth. In your life, there's a time to be born and a time to die. There is a time to weep and a time to laugh. There are times for kings and governments to be in power and then there's time where God removes his hand and that power is taken away from the individual. There is time for victories and there is time for losses. There are times for peaks and there are times for valleys. Y'all ain't saying nothing this morning. Y'all awake because Yes, I just said it. You will go through peaks and you will go through valleys and you will go through ups and you will go through downs. But there's one big difference when you're walking with Jesus. The valleys don't seem so low. There are times for tribulations. There are times for trials. And there's times for it to be all good in the hood. Come on, somebody. There's times for these things. So we see in the scriptures that there are times and seasons that are what? Ordained by God. They're ordained by God. God will let you walk through the fire. God will let you go through some things so that he can prune you. God will let you walk through some things so that you will come out better on the other side of it. God will let people persecute you and talk crazy about you so that it will actually prove that you're changed because you didn't go smack them up. Hey. Hey. Man, God has used some individuals in my life to prove that I have changed because I didn't go kick in the dough. (laughs) Come on, man. God will let you walk through some things. God will let you go through some things, and the fire is refining you. Do you understand that when you talk about gold and silver and all these things, it's the heat. It's the heat. It's the pressure that actually makes that stuff rise to the top. What if we would embrace tribulation? What if we would embrace trials and say, God, what is it that you're trying to do in me in this season so that I can look more like you on the other side of this thing? Mm. That's good preaching. But let's get back to our initial text. Watch this. On the next day when they had left Bethany, he became hungry. Seeing at a distance a fig tree and leaf, he went to see if perhaps he would find anything on it. Oh, if the church would understand that Jesus walks around looking at trees, wondering if perhaps he could see some fruit on it. Oh, that's free. That wasn't even in my notes. I'm telling you, Jesus wanders the earth going back and forth looking for trees and oaks of righteousness planted by rivers of living water, wondering if he can find if there'll be some people that'll be crazy enough to just have some fruit on their tree, that'll be crazy enough to stay planted by the waters. Watch this. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And he said to it, may no one ever eat of you again. And his disciples were listening. You know, I just established a whole lot of things about seasons and trials and tribulations and ups and downs and peaks and valleys, but you want to know one season that I never found in my Bible and all my years of studying. There is never a season in your life where when Jesus walks onto the scene or if you're in the presence of Jesus himself that you cannot produce fruit for the kingdom of God. I'm preaching this thing right now because when Jesus steps up, to that tree, that tree should have had some fruit on it. You want to know why? Because he was there on the day that it was intelligently designed and beautifully created. He was there when God said, let there be lightning come flying out of his mouth at 186,000 miles per second. Jesus has the right to expect fruit on a tree when he steps up to that tree. He has the right. There's no season in your life That if you're connected to the vine, and if you're in the presence of God Almighty, that you should not be producing fruit for the kingdom of God. There are too many people out there that come into service after service and get in the presence of God week after week. And there ain't no fruit on their tree that says, yes, I belong to King Jesus. And let me tell you guys something right now. That's illegal in the kingdom of God. That's illegal in the kingdom of God. Look what Jesus did. The text says that it wasn't even the season for figs. The text says it was not even the season for figs. But when Jesus walks up to it, because it has no fruit, he curses the tree and says, no one will ever eat from you again. Jesus is able to do this because he's the visible image of the invisible God. He is the firstborn over all creation for by him and through him, all things were created and in him, all things consist. Everything was created on the earth and under the earth, invisible and visible, whether thrones or dominions or powers or authorities, because in him, all things were created through him, by him and for him and in him, all things consist. Colossians 1. It is because of him that the tree is even there. It is because of him that me and you are even here. So how could we, if in his presence, not produce fruit for the kingdom of God? I'll say that again. How could we, if we are in his presence, not produce fruit for the kingdom of God? Can I just share this right now? If we come into church week after week and sit in his presence. Y'all do understand that, right? That where two or three are gathered, there he is in the midst. That he inhabits the praises of his people. So when we get into a place like this and we can come in week after week, but there's no fruit or evidence. By the way, fruit is a fancy word for evidence that says you belong to Jesus. So if you come in week after week after week, but there's no evidence that you belong to Jesus, I dare to say that Jesus is frustrated with you and your life will be accursed. I knew I wasn't going to get no amens on that, but that's okay because I've come to challenge you this morning. I've come to challenge you this morning that if you come in Sunday after Sunday or you come in Wednesday after Wednesday, but there's no fruit or evidence that people in your workplace don't even know that you're a believer, there is a problem. If people at your school don't know that you're a Christian, if people in your family ain't never heard you share the gospel with them because they're lost and dying and going to a sinner's hell that was never created for them, that's a problem. We might go through seasons, but we ourselves in the kingdom of God are not seasonal people. Let me say that again. You'll go through seasons in your life. You'll go through the peaks. You'll go through the valleys. You'll go through dry seasons. You'll go through wet seasons. But there's never a season in your life that there should not be fruit on your tree. Because if you're in his presence, fruit will be a byproduct of that. Jesus curses that tree while in his presence that did not produce fruit. Why do we think that we are anything different? Jesus loves his creation. God loves all of his creation. And yes, he loves mankind with a special kind of love. He says there's not one sparrow that falls that I don't know about. He knows the the numbers on the top of your head. He knows and he cares for you. So. Watch this. We need to actually look at this situation as an encouragement. Y'all do understand that, right? Yeah. We need to look at this as an encouragement because the Lord is giving this to us as an example that we can't afford in our lives. You have to look at this in the correct light. Jesus is upset about this tree not bringing forth fruit in the wrong season because he's in the tree is in his presence. That means that... And no matter what season in life we are in, that we can produce fruit. Watch this with one simple ingredient: staying in his presence. If you stay in the presence of God, there is no season that you cannot produce fruit for the kingdom of God. I need to repeat that because somebody might have missed it. What Jesus is saying here is that it doesn't matter what season you're in. If you'll stay connected to him, you can produce fruit for the kingdom of God. I don't know about you, but that encourages me. Because if I just stay in church, if I just stay in his word, y'all ain't saying nothing this morning. If I just stay connected to the body of Christ if I just stay in my prayer closet, if I just stay in worship, if I just stay in his presence, I can produce fruit for the kingdom of God. Doesn't matter if I'm walking through a divorce right now. Stay in his presence. Doesn't matter if I, if I just lost a loved one. Stay in his presence. Doesn't matter if they just laid me off at work. Just stay in his presence. And if you stay in his presence, there is no season in your life that you cannot produce fruit for his kingdom. And let me tell you right now, you want to produce fruit for his kingdom. Let me help you. Why you want to produce fruit for his kingdom? Because every branch that does not produce fruit for his kingdom is cut off and thrown into a fire. Y'all ain't saying no thing this morning. You better have some fruit on your tree because Jesus is coming back for a bride that is spotless and he's coming back for some fruit bearers. Jesus. Hmm. Y'all okay? Because <laughs> watch this though. This really isn't a doom and gloom message. I know, I know, I know some of y'all might think that, but this, this isn't a doom and gloom message. You want to know why? Because Jesus has got some incredible scriptures we're going to read in just a, min, a minute in John chapter 15. And it just says, if you'll just stay with me. If, if you'll just stay connected to the vine. It don't matter what you're walking through, son. It don't matter what you're walking through, daughter. If you'll just stay connected to me, if you'll just stay connected to the vine, I can promise you, you will produce fruit for the kingdom of God. And then on my glorious return, you will be caught up into the heavens with me. And we will go back to heaven for a little while. Then we're going to come back to earth. And we are going to set up my millennial kingdom. And it's going to be all good. This isn't a doom and gloom message. I know I started out on y'all. Y'all thought I was coming to bust somebody up today. But I came to watch this provoke you to get in his presence. I said I came to provoke somebody to get into his presence this morning. I came to provoke somebody to get into his presence this morning. This is a message of you have to stay in his presence to produce. Let me say that again. You have to stay in his presence to produce. You understand this. Watch this. Excuse me. That in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So when you spend time in the word, you're spending time in his presence. He inhabits the praises of his people. So when you come to a place like this and you worship, or you're worshiping in your bedroom on your home, that he comes into the very place that you are singing or standing and worshiping at. When you pray and seek his face, he shows up into the room. So this is how you stay in his presence. And if you stay in his presence, you can produce fruit. If you stay connected to the vine, you will produce fruit no matter what season that you are in. Let me break this down so that we can understand that. Because, look, guys, I know some of us in here are maybe in some tough seasons. You might be within the sound of my voice right now where you're just searching and you're wondering and you've showed back up to church and maybe you haven't been in a while and you're just like, God, I don't know what in the world is going on. My life is a mess. My marriage is a mess. My kids are acting crazy. My husband's acting crazy or my wife's acting crazy and I'm in a tough season and God, I don't know what is going on. But I came with good news today. You have stepped into the very place that can shift your situation because Jesus is in the room today. Going through the divorce, like I said earlier, stay in his presence. Just lost a loved one? Stay in his presence. Just got laid off? Stay in his presence. Your spouse is cheating on you, acting crazy. People abused you and took advantage of you. Just stay in his presence. The world will look at that and say, ah, that's not the time for you to be going to church. That's not the time for you to be producing fruit for the kingdom of God. Look at what they've done to you. Look at what they have done to you. They've hurt you. This is not a time. Where was God at when you got laid off? Where was God at during 2020? All of those things. But I came to tell somebody today, if you'll just stay in his presence, if you'll just stay in your word, if you'll just stay in church, if you'll just stay in your prayer closet, if you'll just continue to pray, even when you feel like you can't hear his voice, if you will just stay in the presence of almighty God, you can produce fruit for the kingdom. We might be going through a dry season or walking through a desert or a wilderness, but I've come to encourage you this morning. That Jesus is saying the same thing that he said 2,000 years ago. If you're in my presence, it should be impossible for you to not produce fruit for the kingdom of God. What's the more fruit of the kingdom? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, meekness, gentleness, and self-control. Come on, somebody. How many of you want those things in your life? How many of you got those things in your life? we got to have the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our life to be able to accomplish our kingdom agenda. And also for you to have, golly, for you to have what Jesus paid for you to have. Oh, man. Come on. That, That fruit of the Spirit thing is not just about outward things. The fruit of the, thank you, Holy Ghost, the fruit of the Spirit is also about what's going on on the inside of you. How many of you want to love again because you're tired of being bitter and broken and all of that? How many of you want peace when you lay your head on your pillow at night, not wondering about your next paycheck, not wondering if the police are going to kick in, the, not wondering about this or wondering about that? What is it that you need? Love, joy, peace, patience. How many of us need patience? You know, I hear people say all the time, well, don't pray for patience. God will let you go through it. We need patience. We live in a microwave generation, but we serve a crockpot God. (laughs) How many of you know that? Man, that crockpot dinner is so much better than that microwave hot pocket that's still cold in the middle and burning your lips on the outside. Lord Jesus. (laughs) See what happens when we get in the microwave thing? See see what happens when we get in this microwave cycle of things? It's like, it looks good on the outside, but it's ice cold on the inside. But when you let God put something in that crock pot, and then potatoes get to roasting for a while, and that roast gets soft. Jesus, come on. Now I'm talking about food. I need lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus is saying this, though. Jesus is saying this, guys. If you stay in my presence, I can do some incredible things. See, if you stay in my presence, I could come back with the head of your enemy and call it your victory. If you'll stay in my presence, the valleys don't seem so low. If you'll stay in my presence, the battle doesn't seem so hard. How many of you ever have had God fight for you in a situation and you just sit back and throw your hands up in the sky and begin to praise him because you couldn't have done that, only he could have done that. And when you let God fight your battles for you, things can get a whole lot easier. See, we in our our human our human it's just something that we just want to do. We just want to take hold of situations. We just want to fix things, and it's garden behavior. It's it's garden behavior because you want to know what happens. Thank you, Holy Ghost, and I'm gonna to get to this here in a minute. It's garden behavior. Do you remember what we've been talking about, Adam and Eve, and how? God had to kill the animals. We talked about blood sacrifice last week. And this is why blood sacrifice had to happen, because God had to kill animals to make clothes for Adam and Eve. You want to know why? Part of the reason was, it's because the fig trees wasn't good enough. God knew that when sin crept into the world, the elements of the earth was fixing a shift. And them fig trees weren't going to cut it when it got cold anymore. See, that's mankind's way of doing things. We want to take things and cover ourselves up, but it ain't even sufficient enough. That's that fig tree behavior. That's that garden behavior that's saying, oh, I got this. I can I can cover this up, but it ain't good enough. No, you need the blood of Jesus. No, you need the sacrifice that God laid out for you. We got to stop trying to do things on our own. If you stay in the presence, watch this. If you stay in God's presence long enough, holiness and righteousness can get on you. Hey, preachers don't preach that no more. We need holiness and righteousness. You know, the Bible says without holiness, you will not see God. Holiness is not perfection and that you never make a mistake. Holiness is does your life look separated, separated from the world. Holiness is separation. That's what it means in the here It means you're different. When them angels are up there singing holy, 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 they are saying, God, you are so different. There's none like you in the earth. You are holy and set apart. We got to have some preachers once again that will preach on holiness. We got to have some preachers that will preach on holiness. So I'm going to preach on holiness. Does your Facebook look holy? Does your Instagram look Holy. Or do you look just like the world around you, but you're out there trying to say you're different because you're a Christian? This ain't to beat nobody up. I'm calling you a little bit higher today. I'm challenging you today and saying, you call yourself a Christian, let's look like it. Let's be holy. Let's be righteous. If you spend time in the presence of God, you can become those things. Let me give you some more scripture to understand so you can understand what I'm saying. Because we got to wrap all this in the Word of God. You know that First John says... Let me give it a little bit of a hood translation. Don't get it twisted. Those who practice righteousness are righteous. That's what he says. That's what he said. Those who practice righteousness, those who live righteously are righteous. That ain't hard, is it? We complicate this thing so much. We complicated so much. Like I said, this ain't about bashing anybody. I'm just saying you've got the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. Let's stop making excuses and let's start living holy. Let's stop making excuses and let's start living righteously because you have the power available on the inside of you. Oh, if we would just tap into the power of the Holy Ghost. Power of the Holy Ghost will get you to stop cussing. Power of the Holy Ghost can get you to stop looking power of the Holy Ghost can get you to stop talking crazy. The power of the Holy Ghost can help you to love your spouse. The power of the Holy Ghost can keep you pure. Y'all ain't saying nothing. It's the power of the Holy Spirit at work within you that enables you to live this type of lifestyle. You are not going to do this on your own. Your flesh wants to do nothing that the Spirit of God wants you to do. You understand that, right? I done went way off track, but I feel this thing this morning. Because you understand that Satan is not God's great cosmic foe and enemy. He's yours. You know what God's enemy is? The Bible says that your mind is at enmity with God. That's why you better renew it. Come on, somebody. The Bible says, be not conformed by this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Guess what? You can't change what you do until you change the way that you think about what you do. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Quick testimony about staying in the presence and it producing what God wants to produce. I worked at John Roberts Nissan for about two years, knowing that I had a calling to ministry, knowing that I had a calling to preach, knowing that BTB needed to be started, knowing that lives were on the line if I did not start it. Knowing all of these things and struggling working 60 plus hours a week sometimes, having to get up at 4.30 in the morning at times just to get in the presence of God because by the time I got off work, I was so spent mentally and physically and drained that I I probably wouldn't have even been able to get in the presence of God by the end of the afternoon if I didn't get up early and rise and seek him. And I just stayed in the presence and kept fighting for my calling and kept fighting for what it was that God had called me to do and kept fighting for the anointing that God wanted to place on my life. And I just kept staying. In the presence, and I just st- kept staying connected to the vine, and God eventually gave me what it was that I was seeking Him for. You understand this too, God? God, help me, Jesus. God, God is God will test you to see if you say what you are saying is really what you want. I got three, of y'all. God is still God will still test. God won't tempt you. But God will test you. Why don't you go ask Abraham? Go ask Abraham what he thinks about God testing you. God will test you to see if what you're saying and what's coming out of your mouth is really what's in your heart. Watch this. It's all about his presence and glory in the Christian walk. Without presence, there's no fruit. I am preaching about staying and getting in the presence of God this morning if I've lost you. The presence of God is what produces fruit in your life. Let me share with you real guys real quick. If you are on the top of the mountain and everything is going good in your walk, don't forget what got you there. It's the presence of God that got you there. Because to even get you there, you had to have an encounter with the presence of God that even got you to the point of where you're at today. Because at some point you had an encounter with him and it changed you. You can only keep and sustain fruit by that presence. This isn't just a message for somebody who's in a tough season, but this is a message for somebody who's in a good season too. Because I came to encourage you this morning. Don't forget where you came from. It's a problem with so many people in the body of Christ. We forget where we come from. We forget that the vine is the only reason why we've been able to do anything for the kingdom of God. I see it happen to way too many people. We forget where we came from. Hello, the 10 leopards in the Bible. Jesus heals 10 of them and one of them came back. I dare to say leprosy probably came back on them other nine. Because they forgot where they came from. I talked about this a little bit earlier, but the other thing about the fig tree is this. The fig tree represents man doing things his way and trying to cover it up. The fig tree represents man trying to do things his way and trying to cover it up. I think Jesus probably was frustrated every time he's seen a fig tree. This was just the one that that we read about that he cursed. I can guarantee you that every time Jesus saw a fig tree, it reminded him of what happened in that garden when they tried to cover up their mess and cover up their sin, doing things their way instead of God's way. And it's that way that kept them from the presence of God and got them out of the garden. Oh, we were always created to be in the presence of God in the garden. That's the way God set this thing up. That's the, way, that's the reason why people who are caught up in addiction or caught up in bad relationships that are always trying to fill a void, the void is Christ-shaped. And the only way to fill that thing is to put Christ in your life. Fig tree behavior and trying to cover up your sin instead of bringing it to the light, which is God's presence. Why? Because he is the light. Amen. It's what gets them kicked out of the presence in the garden when they cover themselves up. Which, watch this, brings me to my next point in John 15. There is no season that we cannot produce fruit if we are in his presence. Let me give you some scripture to prove what I'm saying. I'm going to be closing it down here in just a minute. But John chapter 15, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it bears more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up and they gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. Jesus. So you see that you can only produce fruit if you're connected to him. Outside of him, you can produce no fruit for the kingdom of God. Can I tell you Why this message and all these sets of scriptures we have read this morning are so important. It's so important because of what Jesus said. He said those who don't produce fruit are cut off and thrown into a fire. It's real quiet in here. Verse 6, if anyone does not abide in him, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up and they gather them and cast them into the fire to be burned. This is some tough set of scriptures, right? But these are the words of Jesus, and we cannot afford to come in here week after week in church and have no fruit or evidence that our life belongs to Jesus. Do we share the gospel with people that we come across? Do we walk in love, compassion, and mercy and forgiveness? Does our life look like Jesus because Jesus' life was full of fruit? You might be sitting there asking, Well, how how do I stay connected to the vine? And it's this, it's His presence. It's the presence of Almighty God that enables you to be connected to Him so that you can produce fruit. Think about it. A branch has to be present where the vine is. If you separate the two, there can be no fruit. Look at what else Jesus says here. He says, If you are there and don't produce fruit, that the Father is the vine dresser. And so if you are just here filling up space and there's no fruit or evidence in your life that you're connected to Jesus, the Bible says that you will be cut off. It's the same thing that Jesus is saying in Mark 11. And now watch this. God the Father also prunes. Right? God the Father also, pruning hurts. When you get cut, it hurts, don't it? But it's there to produce more fruit. We got to stop complaining about pruning season, church. Come on, somebody, we got to, I said, we got to stop complaining about the pruning season. I've been through plenty of them in my life. And when I came out on the other end of it, I said, God, thank you for taking me through the fire. God, thank you for taking me through the trial. God, thank you for taking me through the tribulation because I wouldn't have strengthened myself in the Lord if it wasn't for knowing that you was with me in the middle of the storm. Because when the disciples got to crying and shaking and screaming, they forgot one simple thing that Jesus was still on the boat. Y'all remember the story, don't you? There's a storm a-brewing, and Jesus is asleep on the boat. And they get to screaming and crying and acting crazy, but they forget the one fact that Jesus is on the boat. That's all you need to know, that if God is pruning you, guess what that means? You can't prune nothing that you're not in the presence of. So God's right there with you doing it. Embrace it. We need to embrace it. Pruning pruning is painful, but it will produce more fruit when it's taking place. But look at this right here in verse 5. Because there's always good news. Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Verse uh, Mark 11 Going back to our set of scriptures there. Worship team, will y'all come real quick? As he was passing by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered up from the roots. Being reminded, Peter said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered. And Jesus answered him, saying, have faith in God. Truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted to him. Therefore, I say to you, all things from which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them and they will be granted to you. Whenever you stand praying, watch this, forgive. If you have anything against someone. So that your Father in heaven will also forgive your transgressions. I want to show you two things right here because there's no idle word in the scriptures. And it's funny that Jesus here in the same paragraph, he mentions the word root and see in the same paragraph. Root and see in the same paragraph. There are only a few things that can destroy a root system. Watch this, and one of them is salt water. There's only a few things that can destroy a root system, and one of them is salt water. Also in verse 25, he mentions forgiving others. I dare to say 90% of us don't get the levels of breakthrough that we need or want in presence because we are harboring unforgiveness to others. Because they have unforgiveness or bitterness in their heart. That's a root issue. That's a root issue. I'm giving one example. That's a root issue. Because watch this. When you have a root problem, or when you have a fruit problem, you have a root problem. Say that again. When you have a fruit problem in your life you have a root problem in your life. There is something deep down on the inside of you that you need to address, and you need to hit an altar, or you need to take it to a prayer closet and say, God, there's this deep-rooted issue in me, and I might not even be able to put my finger on it, but God, I need you by faith, because I'm praying by faith, and I'm saying, God, uproot this thing and cast it into the sea, where salt water can destroy that thing. If you have a fruit problem, you have a root problem. A word that was spoken to me by the Holy Spirit is we have to destroy the root system that is keeping us from presence. Because if you can't get to presence, you can't get to breakthrough. I'll say that again. If you you can't get to God's presence, if you can't get to him, you can't get to a breakthrough. Because every breakthrough is wrapped up in him. Deep-rooted issues will always keep you from His presence. Deep-rooted issues of fear and anxiety. Deep-rooted issues that say... I'm just not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. God, I've done way too much in my life to be able to get into your presence for you and for you to enter into this room or for you to enter into this church and and, and give me a breakthrough. God, I, I've done too much in my life. God, there's too much going on in my life right now. I've got too much sin going on in my life right now to get into your presence. And can I tell you that's a lie from the enemy because the moment that you throw your hands in the air and surrender and say, God, that's true, but I want you, he will Will show up into that situation and clean house. We got to remove the root problems. We have to remove the root problems. You want the root removed from you that is keeping you from His presence, which in return is keeping you from producing fruit? Ask in faith, and God will help you to remove it. You know, that's the, that's the funny thing, too, that God loves partnering with us in the removal of it. We're always, especially us in spirit-filled circles, we're always caught up in God doing it, God doing it. Maybe God wants you to take the first step and say, God, I know you can do it, but I'm taking a step today towards you God, I know that you can take and remove this deep-rooted issue in my life. It might be a wound. Sometimes it's not always sin. I'm a pastor. I preach against sin and all those things. But hear me out. It might be a deep-rooted issue that something that happened in your childhood or in your past that is keeping you from getting in the presence of your Father who loves you and has paid the perfect price for you, the propitiation, the Son of God don't let the root keep you from getting to the fruit. Don't let that root issue in your life, that thing that you might be holding on to, keep you from actually getting in the presence of God which can bring freedom. Because watch this, where the presence of the Lord is, there is freedom. might need to get free today. might need to get free today, but whatever it is that you're asking of God today, or from now on in your walk, I'm encouraging you and imploring you to ask in faith. You know, there's a bill to be paid when you're asking God for something, but God's given you the currency. The currency of heaven is faith. Believe what you're asking God for show up as our worship team plays I want them to sing and I'm going to open up these altars for a couple of moments and I just want to encourage you, if you've got some deep rooted issue in your life or some deep rooted a deep wound or hurt, maybe something from your childhood that's holding you back from the presence of God can I tell you you're worthy to be in the presence of God if you're covered in the blood of Jesus. Every head bow, and eye closed in the house today. You know, I've been talking about the presence of God, and there might be somebody in the room today that says, man, I, I, I don't even know who God is. I've heard about Jesus, but I don't, I don't have no idea who he is or what he's done. my life today I, I want this presence thing that you've been talking about Caleb I I want to get in the presence of God I, I need something to shift I need something to shake I need something to change in my life God I, I need you I'm calling upon you today I believe in you God and I believe in the death burial and resurrection of Christ if that's you today and you want to give your life to Jesus I just asked you, would you lift your hand this morning? If you want to give your life to Christ, just turn it all over to Him today. We're not going to call you out. We're not here to embarrass you. Anybody want to give their life to Jesus today? If you're within the sound of my voice and listen to this message today and the Lord has convicted your heart and you say, God, I I need to, I need to be better about getting in your presence. Lord, I, I want more fruit in my life. I want people to look at my life and say, it is evident that they belong to Christ. I want to give it up to you today, Jesus. I just, I want to rededicate. I I want to go deeper with you, Lord. If that's you, lift your hand in this place right now. Hands all over the room. Come on. Hands all over the room. Hands all over the room. We need the presence of God. We need the fruit that comes from the presence. Lord, help us to understand that there is no season in our life that we cannot produce fruit for the kingdom of God if we'll just stay in your presence. Lord, your blood was shed on Calvary so that the worst of sinners could come to you and be changed by the power of your gospel, your good news. Lord Jesus, convict us. Take us deeper. Help us to go deeper today. Lord, as they are singing today, as we open up these altars, I just pray that you would come and your glory would manifest in this room, that the deep wounds of people's life, the deep-rooted issues in people's life that is keeping them from the presence of God, which is the word, which is prayer, which is worship, it's all wrapped up in the presence of God. Lord, those things would hinder them no longer. go ahead and sing something. These altars are open. You can come and worship the King. Thank you for listening to the Recovery to Recover podcast. If you like what you heard today, visit BeTheBushMinistries.com or MiriamHouse.com to become a monthly partner or for more info about our ministry and what we are accomplishing for the kingdom of God. You can also follow me on Facebook at Caleb McCall or on Instagram at Pastor Caleb Mack. See you next week.